Welcome to From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We invite you to take the time to pause, center, and listen deeply. The content you will hear contains excerpts from faculty presentations recorded at Academy for Spiritual Formation events. The Academy is an international program ministry of the Upper Room that provides courses of retreat and study steeped in the rhythms and practices of contemplative life. For more information, please visit our website at academy.upperroom.org. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to From the Well. I'm Rachel Kinney. This summer, the Academy is taking off on a Celtic pilgrimage to Iona to spend two weeks on the shores and sacred grounds of that thin place. And to send them off right, I started thinking about Celtic blessings. There is something earthy and light-filled about these prayers. You can almost feel the path unfurl before you, rooted in reality and drenched in possibility. Two of the most famous Celtic prayers, that of St. Bridget and St. Patrick, stay with me the most. St. Bridget writes, I arise today through a mighty strength. God's power to guide me, God's might to uphold me, God's eyes to watch over me, God's ears to hear me, God's word to give me speech, God's hand to guard me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to shelter me, God's host to secure me. And St. Patrick's breastplate prayer of protection is much longer, but in it my favorite part. I arise today through the strength of heaven, the light of the sun, the radiance of the moon, the splendor of fire, the speed of lightning, the swiftness of wind, the depths of the sea, the stability of the earth, the firmness of rock. These blessings and prayers at once ask for protection and shielding, but also imbue magic and possibility, like there is something unknown and dangerous in daily living. They seem to understand that living, moving forward, is an adventure into the midst of something much larger. This sense of adventure is seen in the Celtic idea of pilgrimage, as Lloyd Allen talks about in this clip from his five-day academy on Celtic spirituality. Now the Celts knew and they practiced a religious pilgrimage as, as common to other Christians which is where one leaves home going on a known route, a known route, to a sacred place that is known and connected to receive whatever gifts appear there and then to make the return journey back home uh, with bliss uh, bliss bestowing hands. A changed person who goes on pilgrimage and comes back changed so that their community is changed. But they leave home to go to some place that is kind of a home that is, capital H, home, because they are Christians who are going to Christian places and returning from Christian places. Uh, Celtic peregrinatio's language they use for that, is, was more peculiar to the Celts. And it is a kind of pilgrimage that is a discipline of leaving home, not necessarily often intentionally, not to return home. It is a kind of self-exile. It's the choosing of a kind of perpetual exercise, exile. 
a deliberate turning of one's back on home and family to follow God's leading into an uncertain future. This notion of Celtic pilgrimage is dangerous. It is a trek into the heart of the unknown, an uncharted dare deep into mystery. Yet as we heard, this pilgrimage model and Celtic spirituality that forms it Understand that it is in the adventuring, without a map, traveling toward the unknown, that we encounter the untamed and all-encompassing holy. Listen again to Lloyd Allen. There's an excitement, a thrill that goes through it. Because somewhere in our gut, that the Celtics understood, we have a connection to the wild. Somewhere in us, we know we are not in control. But God is. And we are part of that wildness. And our lives are part of that wildness. Once in a while, we ought to get away and get at least within sight of that wildness. Turn a stone, stir a wing, is another one of those old Celtic sayings. So when I first began to teach church history about the Celtics, I thought, oh, Celts believe their land is so holy that the angels come down from heaven and crawl up under the stones on these rocky islands. And then I learned a little bit better theology of Celts, and that's not it at all. That's a Western Roman, Greco-Roman way of understanding who thinks that, that the spirits are up there and the material is down here. No, they could turn a stone, stir a wing, turn over a stone, you see an angel's wing flittering. It's because the angel is always there. It's because, what's that poem about? Blackberries full of fire, and those who see them, the bush is on fire uh, with those who have eyes to see. And it's on fire all the time because this world is a flame. Celtic spirituality would cause us to delight in the wildness of the world, to love it as God loves it. Blessings are needed then not just to protect from danger or from the world, but also to help enchant the trip, the traveling, and the terrain that surrounds the pilgrim. To help one see that this very world, and the way we travel in it, is imbued with spirit. The blessing echoes that in the daring of living, we are always but one step away from encounter with the holy. Here again is Lloyd Allen as he describes this wonder-flooded worldview that goes back as far as St. Patrick. Now, before I address the Celtic monastic model, I'd like us to pause and take note of the mystical manner of Patrick's conversion, which he gives us in his confessions, and his ministry. This mystical side, misty spirituality of these mystic isles. The turning points in his life came through visions and dreams. He wrote of his conversion as a slave boy in the fields in his confession. And here's a paragraph from it. And I'm putting this in the context of this mystical visionary. When he says him, he's talking about Christ or God. Quote, I saw him praying in me. And it was as if he were within my body. And I heard him above me. That is, above the inner man. And and there he was, praying mightily with groanings. And meanwhile... I was stupefied, astonished, and pondered who it could be that was praying in me. But at the end of the prayer, he spoke as if he were the Spirit. 
And so I awoke and remembered the apostle says, quote, the Lord is our advocate and prays for us. End of quote. In our time, when we dismiss dreams and visions as just dreaming or just imagining things and only honor truth by rational, linear thought, Patrick and Celtic spirituality call out to us to open our eyes to the larger truth in reality that comes through imagination as well as facticity. This Celtic history of holy encounter that comes through vision and in the midst of daily life continues even into the 20th century. Listen now as Mary Earle describes the rebirth of Iona. George MacLeod was a Presbyterian minister who was of a landed family, aristocratic family, privileged family, Lord MacLeod. He went to World War I, fought in the trenches, was wounded. He was a Presbyterian growing up, so he had the, the basics of the faith. He was on a troop train coming back with fellow injured uh, soldiers. So uh, those of you that have been in combat, but you know something of what it is to regard the bodies of others that have been hurt. And all of a sudden, through no agency of his own, he wasn't praying, it just happened. Every body, every single body was the body of the crucified one. And he recognized that that suffering of both each one there and the collective suffering that they represented of all who were in war was connected to the suffering that Jesus exhibits and manifests on the cross. It was all of a piece. So he resolves that he's going to do something. He goes to Glasgow. Glasgow at this time is, a, is an industrialized city with uh, incredibly high incidence of what we would call now urban poor. Many men and women out of work. And he resolves he's got to do something about it. So he resolved that what he was going to do was refound the Iona community and he brought unemployed, destitute men primarily to the island and they rebuilt the abbey. When you go to the abbey, you are going to be in a building that was literally inspired by George MacLeod's vision of the crucified and risen one on a troop train in World War I, and that is a taproot of Celtic spirituality. Celtic spirituality is an active and engaged spirituality. It sees this world and our lives as the place where we meet God, where God comes to us in visions and compels us into action into pilgrimage, into new journeys. So the Celtic blessing acts as a microcosm of this Celtic spirituality. It asks for protection as we pilgrimage and adventure into the wildness of the world. But it also entrusts its receiver with the knowledge that in the wild of the mystery, that that is where we find God. 
on our very paths in this world. These blessings remind us that enchantment is real and that God journeys with us and in us and around us always. It only seems fitting to end this episode with a blessing. So here again is Mary Earl with a blessing that she has written. May the blessing of light be on you. Light without and light within. May the blessed sunlight shine upon you and warm your heart till it glows like a great peat fire so that the stranger may come and warm himself at it as well as the friend. And may the light shine out of the eyes of you like a candle set in the windows of a house bidding the wanderer to come in out of the storm. And may the blessing of the rain be on you, soft, sweet rain. May it fall upon your spirit so that all the little flowers may spring up and shed their sweetness on the air. And may the blessing of the great rains be on you. May they beat upon your spirit and wash it fair and clean and leave there many a shining pool where the blue of heaven shines and sometimes a star. And may the blessing of the earth be on you, the great round earth. May you ever have a kindly greeting for people you pass as you're going along the road. And now may the Lord, the Trinity of love, bless you and bless you kindly. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this installment of From the Well, a podcast from the Academy for Spiritual Formation. We encourage you to visit our website at academy.upperroom.org to learn more about our ministry and to continue the conversation about today's topic. You can join our mail list from the contact page and you can also find us on Facebook. From the Well is now available on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for From the Well or Academy for Spiritual Formation from within any of those services. From there, you can subscribe to our monthly podcast, find previous episodes, offer comments, and share it with others. Thank you and blessings on your journey.